Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Welcome back to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree, and I'm glad you've joined me again today. I'm going to bring you some old research, and if that doesn't sound exciting, well, I I get it. But this is some interesting stuff from about 20 years ago, a study that came out. It was a systematic review on laser therapy for chronic joint pain and joint disorders, things like osteoarthritis. Very interesting stuff, and again, old data that talks a lot about why and how laser therapy can work for chronic joint pain. Now, chronic joint pain is something that you probably see every day in your practice. And matter of fact, it's the most common reason that people go to the doctor of any kind, uh, including the emergency room, and it's extremely problematic because there are just not that many good solutions. Now, over the past 20 years, a lot of progress has been made for replacement surgeries, and which generally have pretty good outcomes. However, there are still problems with those. And for some reason, we are still really reliant on cortisone injections for joint pain, which cortisone actually destroys the ability of the joint to maintain itself and just accelerates that degenerative process. Yes, it may help with reducing pain and inflammation on a very short-term basis, but in many, many cases, orthopedic and pain management docs are doing more harm than good with cortisone injections. And this has been known for years and years and years. And for some reason, it just keeps on happening. If you want more information about that, reach out to me. You can get me on email, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. I've got some data and sources I can send you to show you where we know that cortisone is really harmful for the joints and on the long term just makes arthritic changes worse and makes patients more likely to end up in surgery. Now, if that's your strategy is to push patients towards joint replacement surgeries, hey, we probably don't need to talk. But if your strategy is to help patients with pain levels in a manner that does not hurt them and in a way that can have some lasting effects, well, let's look at laser therapy. Let's look at some of the other conservative care options out there that we know that work. And today, of course, we're talking about laser therapy. In addition, there's a lot of other things out there that can work well for joint pain, from chiropractic to manual therapy to massage, acupuncture. There's a lot of choices now, and if we're still relying on outdated cortisone injections that do damage the inside of joints, well, that that's bad. It's bad to be relying on outdated interventions that really are not accomplishing what we are trying to accomplish as healthcare providers, which is health care, not making people worse. Okay, that's my mini rant on cortisone injections, but it, it kind of fits because, again, we're talking about chronic joint pain, osteoarthritis pain. And so let me give you the reference for this study right up front. This is called A Systematic Review of Low-Level Laser Therapy with Location-Specific Doses for Pain from Chronic Joint Disorders. And this was published in the Australian Journal of Physiotherapy back in 2003, so almost 20 years ago. And this was looking at research from 1987 right up through 2001. They selected 14 trials with 695 patients total that met the inclusion criteria. That's quite a bit of data when we're talking about 2003. Since 2003, FDA clearance has been achieved for laser therapy here in the U.S., and thousands more studies have been published. 
So a lot more development has been done, but even going back to these older studies still has relevance for some of the challenges we face today. So they start off by saying that chronic joint disorders represent some of the most prevalent pain conditions treated in primary care. Osteoarthritis is probably the most common entity and that prevalence of osteoarthritis is rising parallel to the increasing age of the population. We know the population of the most developed countries in the world is increasing. They also say that temporomandibular joint disorders, patellofemoral pain syndrome, and mechanical spine disorders are other examples of chronic joint disorders, but they can be associated with impaired muscular stabilization, reduced range of motion, and inflammation of the joint capsule itself. So what they did is they, they got these studies together, um, which of course there was a limited amount back in 2003. There was, there was quite a few, um, but much less than we have access to now. And they wanted to examine the hypothesis that laser uh, on the joint capsule can reduce pain in chronic joint disorders if the dose is adjusted correctly. Healthcare providers are still trying to make sure that they get dosing correct or they don't know enough about dosing to know if it's correct. And to these researchers, getting the dose right was an absolutely critical piece to making sure that we had pain relief for chronic joint pain. So, like I said earlier, 14 studies, 695 patients over a period of about uh, 15 years. Uh, these studies that they uh, allowed into the review looked at pain in the thumb, the knee, the lumbar spine, the TMJ, the cervical spine. And what they saw was that the results of the review were surprisingly unequivocal in favor of active laser therapy when dosage was titrated above the suggested lower dose limit for reduction of inflammation. They say that laser dosage is a complex topic and that the literature on laser therapy is full of conflicting reports. They say, we believe much of this is caused by the lack of dosage consensus. Now, again, this is back in 2003. At this point, now here in 2021, we do have some dosage consensus, but it's still pretty broad. The World Association of Photobiomodulation Therapy says that we should be between 4 and 10 joules per centimeter squared for most conditions, but that is still a very, very broad range when we're talking about different conditions, different locations, chronic versus acute. I mean, there's there's a lot of factors that go into accurate laser dosing. So this is still a struggle now, even almost 20 years later after this paper was written. So what they found in this study, uh, in this review of all these studies, is that as long as you're titrating that dose up and you have enough strength uh, of light applied for long enough, so your total dose ends up being in that proper range, then you can get excellent pain relief for as long as four to six months even post-treatment. And that in many cases, you can look at improved health status as well, improved quality of life. And further, there were no side effects or adverse reactions for the participants in this study. So again, months of pain relief, improvements in quality of life, and no real risks here. This should be a slam dunk. This looks like a slam dunk back in 2003. Yet we still see a hesitancy to adopt laser therapy and a lot of skepticism in a lot of circles as far as the efficacy. I think people just don't want to believe that it can be as simple as putting light on the skin and seeing improvements to conditions that are really tough to treat like chronic joint pain. But if you do laser therapy and you are decent at dosing or you have some understanding of making sure that you're using correct dose, then this is what you see every day. You're seeing people get better and get great pain relief from light therapy 
for things that are tough like chronic joint pain and osteoarthritic joint pain. And I think it's good to go ahead and stop for just a second and say, you know, in a lot of cases, chronic joint pain can be reduced, maybe not eliminated in many cases, especially when it comes to osteoarthritis. But taking somebody from an 8 out of 10 on the visual analog pain scale all the way down to a 2 out of 10 is a massive improvement. It just drastically changes what their day-to-day -day looks like, the things that they can go and do, and especially when you can just use more light therapy if they do have another flare-up to be able to control the pain and get them back into good shape. They're off the drugs. They're not getting cortisone injections that just push them further and closer to surgery, and they're able to better maintain their own lives, and that is really the whole point of being able to deliver healthcare is to help people maintain their quality of lives, even as they're dealing with conditions that are difficult, like chronic joint pain. If you want to know more about dosing, then I would highly encourage you to go to our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. We have new courses that are releasing very soon. They're going to be accessible to the public. You won't even have to be an LTI member to get on some of these basic courses. We're going to really break down what laser therapy dosing looks like, the different terms you need to be aware of, and how to put that into practice in your clinic. Again, lasertherapyinstitute.org. Check out the resources page. You'll see a link there for the basic training courses. Click on it, you can sign up, and as soon as they're released, you'll get notified. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.